one in front. Hot wax is not my friend. I'm running out of options for you here, Louisa. Welcome back to Old Fogies and Films. Each episode, the members of this panel take turns assigning a film to watch and discuss. We have Eric, Shelly, Kia, Fahad, and me, Ruth. As a prompt for the first cycle of the new season, we decided our picks should be a meaningful callback in some way. For instance, the title to our first movie pick last season, my first pick was the Untouchables in play. <laughs> so I signed the focus to watch Me Before You. So um, to kind of start off with, uh, we have a, char- a character, her name is Lou, uh, Louisa, but she goes more, my, more by Lou. Um, she is in, a fa- in her family and needs to take a job to help support them. Um, there's not as many options kind of where they live in a smaller town. Um, and the, she takes a job as a caregiver for a young man named Will. Um, he he was paralyzed um, from an accident. He got hit by um, a motorbike when trying to cross the street. And this um, was uh, had happened two years ago. Um, and then they start growing close. And she tries to, to show him that life is really worth living. Does she? does she succeed (laughs) well let's debate that (laughs) well we could okay all right well um just kind of wanted to see what everyone thought of i will start with with shelly yay (laughs) um so i i enjoyed watching the movie i look i'm trying to think exactly how i can um organize my thoughts all right so and I hate, I always feel like I always say this, but I wish at the beginning they had given more background <laughs> about Will and his girlfriend, because I don't think we got enough information about their relationship. And then I kept waiting for it to come back, like there to be a discussion about how their dynamic was, because the only thing you see at the beginning is them, they're sleeping together and then he leaves to go somewhere. And then you see him get hit, but I wanted to know more about like, wanted to know more about them. And and the same thing, I wanted to know more about, um, I'm blanking on Amelia Clark. Clark. That was her last name, Lou Clark. Um, About her job, which she was working in that bakery. And I wanted to know more about that because all of a sudden the guy shuts the door and is like, fire or, or let it having to let her go it just felt like it I didn't um I didn't get enough background information and they kind of jumped into it so Shelly you want a movie you want a movie I called, want a movie before you want a movie called before me before you yes <laughs> I do and that's that's just a me problem I think I just want to know more so that I can get more invested in it and then we weren't um, supposed to be invested in that bitch. <laughs> but why? <laughs> why? And then why did she sleep with, or she started having an affair with his best friend? It just was felt awful. And then I well, thought, the question is, does she have an affair or did he push her away to the point that they broke up? And well, yeah, they that's what they, they were, that that's what they were a, implying. But yeah, they had that one line where she says, I, I stuck it out for months, but he just kept pushing me away. And that's why she left. Because at first I was like, ooh, this woman, she literally just like left him because he was paralyzed and got with his best friend. But but apparently she tried for a while and it just didn't work out. So so, so then the movie gave me lots to think about, um, especially a medically assisted suicide. So that was that was interesting to think about while I was watching this. And what when when is life not worth living? What is life worth living for? And then I was very depressed at the end because she wasn't worth living for. She worked so hard. I was like, I'm out of here. Because you're thinking this entire time, wow, she she helped him see that life can be so much more than this. And he's like, and she oh, truly, I gave him months, it's up. 
she truly <laughs> loved him. She truly got. This um, is good fun. Her. Thanks for all the sex. <laughs> he loved her too. But... She oh. truly got to know him. She wanted to make life worth living. She worked so hard. They got to go on that awesome trip. And then it was just taken away. <laughs> Yeah. But I didn't, I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching it. Okay. Um, how about Fahad? Sure. Um, so from a story perspective, I agree with Shelly. Um, and not, not about, I don't, I don't need to see it before me, before you, but I agree with, um, you know, it really got into this whole thinking around assisted suicides and making you really see from their perspective of like, is this life that they're living? Cause really all he can do is just sit and stare and look at, you know, he can't engage like physically into in anything. Um, and I was thinking, I was getting creeped out even thinking myself, like, what if you had an itch on your nose or like your head itched or like, you know, you can't do take care of any of that. And like, you know, your eye gets watery or, you know, something you feel is caught in your nose. Like you can't do any of that yourself. Um, like those types of things are getting to me, but um, so yeah, it brought that whole idea of assisted suicide, but you know, and this is getting a little deep now, but you know, Erica goes to our conversations of like with suicide, it's that thought of like for somebody to pick a day when it's like, but you always have one more day. You always have yeah. another day. Like for him, he just found this love. Couldn't he have waited one more day, another day? Like basically he brought her over to his deathbed, even though it didn't need to be his deathbed, he could have waited it out another month to let this relationship I don't know I kind of was like stuck in between I got where she was and I got where he was and I was never able to find the right answer for me like who's where do I fall into this and where would I fall if I was either one of them and I couldn't find the right answer and I don't think there is a right answer unless you're actually that person in that situation um but it is it's hard because for her, she's thinking, I'm making a difference. I'm making an impact. It's working. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, I'm still on my timeline. Um, and that's tough for her. Um, and then you can, you can kind of then look at it like, are both of them being selfish for their feelings and what they're doing? Or are neither of them being selfish and right to feel the way that they're feeling? And again, that's where I don't think there's a right answer. Um, so it's interesting that I wasn't expecting this movie to make me think this way, like to, you know, challenge me with those thoughts and challenge yeah. me with these feelings, but it did. Um, I was, I was hopeful that there was going to be a, a happy ending. Um, I was not expecting to feel very sad at the end of this movie um, because they were likable. He was, even though he was a jerk in the beginning, you knew he was going to become a likable character after warming up to her. And he did. And, it was just sad. I felt sad for the situation. Um, but yeah, so as a story, I really, I was invested in her. I liked her. I liked her quirkiness, the character's quirkiness. Um, I liked the way she tried to help him out. I liked watching all of that, um, seeing that story. I liked the interaction she had with the parents. And um, like, I thought the father was going to be a big jerk, but he didn't really end up being like a huge jerk. He was just trying to do what he felt his son wanted. And I understood that. And I understood the emotions the mom had, like, why should we let him do this? You know, these are all complex emotions. And I think, you know, it's a rom romance movie, but they did a good job highlighting these different perspectives in this kind of a situation. So yeah, so overall, I mean, I, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the story uh, probably a bit more than I was expecting to going into it. No, not knocking romance movies, but uh, yeah, it was an interesting spin on this kind of a movie, um, looking at it from the assisted suicide and um, paralyzed kind of person on one side of it way. That's my take on the story and I'm sticking to it. Sounds good. Okay, Eric? Unless one of you all convinces me otherwise. <laughs> um, so I, I'm not really a big fan of romance movies, especially um, ones that are sort of this I don't know, very clearly trying to pull at your heartstrings kind of kind of deal. It, um, it's just me, so it, it's fine if other people like them. So I, I mean, I couldn't get over the fact that, I mean, in a movie like this, for instance, she has a boyfriend, Patrick, Matthew Lewis. I forgot he, about that. <laughs> he's actually not, um, he's not a bad guy. He's like a normal person. But this movie has to make you think 
normal is not good enough or some some of the you know a couple of things he does are or actually make him a bad person which they really don't in my opinion nothing he did was was bad and i don't think he was as selfish as the movie was trying to make you make it out to be either and instead she falls in with to this fantasy about the very handsome completely paralyzed you know invalid uh who's very rich and lives near a castle and it's almost like really i mean you're going to be that girl who just gets wrapped up in that and and she gets so wrapped up in it she thinks oh i can I can fix this. I can change him and we're going to be together. And, and I, I just couldn't get on board with that. And it, I think it probably um, obfuscated some of the stuff that, for instance, Fahad said about uh, them dealing with difficult issues uh, because all I could see was this sort of a little bit ridiculous fantasy that she was having. Um, Patrick's a nice guy. And, and I, you know, I was bothered by the fact that she kind of blew him off at the, at the end. And, and I remember thinking like, did they just break up? Cause I'm not sure. Like they didn't say we break up. He just like, she's, I forget what she says. And then he walks away and I was like, and then, and then like a, one scene later, she's kissing uh, Will Trainer on vacation. And I was like, well, I guess they didn't want her to be a cheater. So they probably considered that previous thing to be the breakup, even though no one said we're breaking up, it's over after seven years. And I was a little annoyed about that. The only thing that annoyed me about that, sorry to interrupt you. Oh, fine. Just was okay. um, that she liked him before, like she liked him before he was, he, he didn't change. Her boyfriend didn't change. He was very flat, like a flat character in that she fell in love with him or, you know, got together with him when he was a runner and he was very passionate about that. Um, okay. So I didn't think that was a big enough reason for her to break up with him. No, and that he got her a yeah. They a tried necklace. to make the Norway. They tried to make the Norway trip seem like a selfish thing, but he was planning to do his like marathon at the beginning of that trip, and then they were going to have the vacation for the rest of the time together, right? So I don't know. They wanted that to seem selfish, and I, uh, I mean, I don't know the details of their trip, like their itinerary, point by point. <laughs> but it seemed like that's that's fine. He's going to get to do something really exciting. He's never been able to do his life there. And she has been very supportive of his, you know, his, uh, his interests. Um, so I didn't think that was such a bad thing. So again, it just felt like she was falling, she was falling for this fantasy, uh, like the prince, you know, um, which I don't think is very, and honestly, before the accident, I bet I would have hated Will Trainer's character. We, we see some videos of him and I was thinking like, I bet you I know what this guy was like, uh, like his personality. I bet he was very cocky and and probably rude to a lot of people. And he had everything handed to him his entire life. And I probably would have hated him. He's probably a much better person after the accident. <laughs> or once, you know, she gets a hold of him and he has to learn to like interact again. Well, he's lucky he has the money to afford having like that guy all the way, always there to help him, like for yeah. the physical tasks, to have a caretaker like her there at all times, um, to have the money to to convert a horse stable into his own apartment with enough room to get around in his wheelchair. Um, you know, he's I did like, I did like how nice his uh, parents were though. They weren't yeah. um, the typical rich parents in a movie where they're I, very mean to everyone and um, sort of. I, I thought about that too, especially his mom. She seemed like yeah. a normal, she seemed like a regular person, not like yeah. a rich. Yeah. I mean, they didn't exactly give either of those actors like a moment to, really break down and get emotional necessarily so they were a little bit flat but at least they um you could tell there was real like affection and care there um that wasn't sort of corrupted or, or adulterated by all that ri the rich people trappings of behavior that we often see um in those kinds of stories uh so yeah the i wrote a note here at one point in the movie i was like this whole movie is basically an ed sheeran song and um and i hate ed sheeran but I didn't hate the movie because I found basically the whole thing for me rests on Amelia Clark. She was uh, incredibly charming, just charm for days. Um, and, it, you know, it, there was a point where I thought, you know, she might annoy me a little bit um, just because, you know, the quirky girl who like makes a guy like learn to live again. is like, no, 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 no. But luckily they, the only really quirky thing about her was the way she dressed and everything else was, she's just a regular girl. She hasn't really done much. She doesn't have big thoughts about things. And that's uh, leads me to something that I just thought of while we were on this call. When somebody said, when Shelly, when you were like, what's her name? Oh, Clark. 
Uh, and then I was like, it is weird that they gave her the same last name as, as she, as the actress. Uh, and then I thought, why would they do that? And then I realized Louisa Clark. Okay, so bear with me. So she is, her character is a girl who's never been anywhere or done anything. And he tries to convince her the whole movie that she needs to get out of this town. She needs to get away from him and she needs to live her life, explore the world, the globe herself. And then I thought, oh my God, her name is like Lewis and Clark. <laughs> Famous explorers. <laughs> I don't know. And her boyfriend's last name is Lewis in real life, Matthew Lewis. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, there you go. So they, they together are Lewis and Clark, by the way. If they hyphenated. In Lewis real life. In real life, Lewis and Clark. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, that's weird. That's got to be intentional, right? I don't know. That's weird. Uh, so other than that, uh, it, it did take, the movie took an unexpectedly dark turn when they revealed that he has planned to kill himself. That, because up until then, I was like, this is a very much a romantic comedy. And then I was like, oh my goodness, I did not think that that was where this was going. Uh, and of course, yeah, you always think like, oh, at the end, he's going to say, no, I want to keep living for you. You expect the movie to end on like his big toe and it suddenly moves and then the credits roll and you're like, oh my gosh, like not only is she convinced him not to kill, kill himself, but he's going to slowly, you know, get his movement back. But no, no, no happy endings for him. Yeah, she was very charming. Uh, I made a lot of notes about her performance, which I'll talk about later. Uh, and I'll leave it at that for now. Okay. All right. Takia? Yes, I um, actually I like I want to start with the the uh, the idea of like not being a, a happy ending, a fairy tale ending. I, th- I like I like unpredictability unpredictability in movies. I get tired. I'm not I'm a big romance. I'm not big into like, romance movies either. But this one um, was always oh, it had a romance comedy feel, but then you know it had also the the drama and all the heartache and everything. So and. In, Obviously, the first time I saw it, I liked the fact that it took that turn where, you know, completely unpredictable. Well, he decides to die, you know. And like I said, I, I, it makes it, the movie even more interesting and, and more memorable for me. Memorable. Would that make sense? Yeah. Because I, I like, because this became, you know, not the typical romance formula. Like they're going to live happily ever after. They'll get married and have kids. And like you said, Eric, he'll start, his limbs will start moving again. No, I, I like something different. So that's what made me made me like we like this movie a lot. <laughs> Sounds weird, but there's so many other movies that have you know the, the Hallmark movies that did you know they end up together. I, I and agree all. with that. Like, I don't yeah, like yeah. It wraps up in a formula. I mean, it's yeah. not a Hallmark movie, so yeah. Get out of the. Is it, yeah, it's like get out of. Not telling you get it, but like just in general, I like the fact that it got out of the box of the uh, typical uh, boy meets girl. Some, they have conflict, break up, and you get together again, and puppies and kittens. No, <laughs> so that's why I, I, I think because I, I, I think like I think differently as well in terms of like I like things that are different. That makes sense. Yeah, the creative different of, of the movie. Would you guys mention assisted, assisted suicide? I'm trying to think. There's another name for it where where he wants to. Is this assisted suicide? I guess where he wants to. Yeah. Suicide. He voluntarily wants to kill himself. Medic- right? Medically assisted suicide because he wanted didn't he was getting um what was it Switzerland what what was it called Swit- he went to Switzerland right or did I there was a doctor there that would assist that's that what that yeah doc- yeah it's yeah. like Doctor Kavorkian yeah yeah medically yeah so it does bring the interesting questions of like what you know is that right morally right is it not you know but then like. I, I was on two with all you guys were saying. I, I, I could take each part of what you guys were saying. One part was someone mentioned, I think it was you thought about the, um, the fact that you don't know, we don't know how it is to be um, invalid, or we call it like, um, you know, not be able, what are my words I'm looking for? Paralyzed. Yeah, thank you. We don't know how it is to be fully paralyzed from the waist down. There's people who are partially paralyzed and but still can move their legs and arms. Yeah. Well, you can't. Paralyzed. Do, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. The, the point is, it's like, we don't, it's one thing to be like, oh, you know, he had, you know, Amelia's, uh, Lou was giving this happy life. He could have, you know, they could have been together. She could show, you know, they could have traveled the world together and all. But in the end, he, what he was saying struck to me, struck me too, that he wants, he wants to do those things, but as a moving, walking, talking person, you know, walking person, you know, mobile. 
I think she was right though. I think he wasn't trying hard enough because I mean, sure, that's the life he lived before was very active, but um, you know, he he's just basically saying, I don't want to live a life of the mind. I don't consider that a life. Like we're, you know, thinking conversation. I mean, he could he could, you know, read, he could dictate his own writings. Yeah. Um, he could do a lot of things, but he just didn't want to have anything to do with any of that. If he can't jump off a cliff into a lagoon, I guess that's not good enough. But looking at it from his point of view, I, I can see, I think there are people who, who, are, who, are ha- who can live life and paralyze others. I can see his side of it too, to wake up every day in a deep depression, you can't do those things. You know, it, it, it leads to a dark, a dark world of depression where you can't get out of it. You're, you're just kind of like, like, it's just not, in his, in his view, he wants to be able to do those things again to see other people doing those things. And it's not, it just, doesn't bring him joy in, in, anymore. Is it, is think, he, go ahead. I, was just say, I think a good compromise would be because he went from his normal lifestyle directly into that, those two years of just shut out, not but doing that's so hard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So maybe a good compromise with this movie and the characters would have been just give six more months or three more months with her, with Lou in this new life you're discovering. And just see, is that something that you would be able to continue living? Because you like, only got a glimpse of it, but the last six months were just like the last two years. So really, is that yeah. six months enough to really see, is this something that he could do longer term? And I think that he should have given her maybe three more months or six yeah. more months to try. It wouldn't be fair to her, though, in her emotions. Because that's a lot but riding on her. He, now it's on you for six but, months. Yeah, I mean, he noted that though. He said, "I in so many words, what you what you said, you know, it, I, I could continue like like this and, and try to be happy and do and um, live a life in his new normal." But then he was still, he felt like he would he would never be happy. Like yeah. I know what you're saying, like like yeah, try it, but but he's still even six months from now, he exactly might be, his prediction. Yeah, his prediction might be right. Like he was saying, and uh, while they were at the resort, six months from now, his prediction could be right. And he still was feeling. Feeling, yeah. Um, yeah. And or, six months feeling- from now, or six months from now, he's like, wow, I do like this. But a year yeah. from now, he might get back to, no, I don't like this. You know, he could at any moment feel like this isn't the life I thought it was going to be and I can't live this. And at any moment after that six months. Yeah. And, and, well, you know, to keep on doing that perpetually for the rest of his life, for, for someone that this person A could do that, person B, he's person B, he can't do that. So do- I, right. You know? He's never going to feel that that joy of, of how he, you know, jumping off the cliff and being able to do those things. So you don't know if what Lou is giving to him is sustainable for him. That's my point. Yes, yeah, so I can see. But I don't agree with mentally it's just a suicide. But at the same time, I see where why some people do do that. Seeing in the situation, in a situation, and it's one thing to be born uh, paralyzed with no legs and no arms. It's another thing to be, you know, all of all of a sudden, you know paralyzed and 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 invalid and not be able to do anything that's that's, i think that's even more emotionally a shock yeah yeah but i I, I don't think that that's a reason why you can't just i mean i don't know what i would do either i don't know what i would do either it would be very very depressing of course but you know eventually he's going to be like a 60 or 70 year old man who wouldn't be able to be doing that active stuff either you know and would he just like decide that's Uh, time to die too like you know there's not, not good enough they are, they are, that, but they, he's in a lot of pain like yeah, outside of just being paralyzed there's a lot of pain like we saw on the drop drop of a dime like he could have uh the you know not the flu but you know have get sick yeah. like, oh, yeah. uh, like mm-hmm. go through all of that so and they didn't focus enough on that to really understand exactly yeah. what pains does he have yeah, you know, uh, I mean, also with yeah. everything paralyzed, like what is the Except, pain? Wait, wait, I want to finish. Except, um, did you find it odd that he could move his fingers? Because he was able to move his wheelchair using oh. his finger. Like and they bit. said, like, and they came, kind of gave an explanation to it. Like, the, we thought he was paralyzed from the neck down, but then a few months later, something happened and he was able to have a little, I mean, I think that they had to write that in the stories so that he was able to push his wheelchair. Otherwise, I believe that they make wheelchairs that you use your mouth. Um, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Like, yeah. 
Um, uh, well, yeah, they, they wanted to keep Sam Claflin looking as attractive as possible. So you can't see him in like horrible, like infections and illnesses and stuff. Like pneumonia is, is, is you know, that's fine. You're a little sweaty, you're in bed. Uh, the beard, that's fine. But, you know, ha having him have to run the thing with his mouth or <laughs> anything else gross and horrible that probably is more of a reality for somebody. But you would think that if he had motion or movement or ability to use his arm or his fingers that he would have more. It just kind of gave me a little, I kept thinking about that. Like, my, I want to finish my thought. <laughs> so rich. Oh, I didn't know you weren't done. Sorry. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Wait behind him. No, I was just... I agree with all you guys are saying. That's why I said there's person A and then there's person B. There's person A that's paralyzed and they are they live their life till 60, 70, and then there's person B who wants to end it. And I see it from he's person B from, the, from that perspective. So getting back to the whole you know idea of the whole thing with emotions and ending your life and all. So that's one well, the the um I hear what you're saying. Yeah. And the, and, and I always think about medically assisted suicide. Yeah. And and, and it's, it's such a complex issue, but I wonder, like, what are the, um, like, factors? Like, how do, how does, and I believe that in, like, Canada or I think it is, is it might, must be Switzerland where, where, where it's legal or where you're able to, to choose your own death. But it's like, when do you decide that that's okay? So, like, you're saying that he, you know, he did have some quality of life. So how do you decide that, well, he just doesn't want to live anymore, but how do you make that decision, I guess, yeah. is the, what I kept thinking about in, while I was watching this. What's the criteria? In that right. Question? What is the criteria yeah. that, that they decided this um, through? Like, yeah. I mean, is it anyone that's paralyzed or? Or anybody that goes to them and just says, I can't bear whatever yeah. it is that's going on. And is that okay? Like Respect what age? Their... Like it's just a very complex. It's a very complex. Does any I was asking that. Does yeah. anyone have any thoughts about that? Like what we think the criteria should be? Well, no, just like yeah, well, yeah. Like, do you think he meets the criteria? Because because when I saw things that brought him joy, his life to me was worth living. Like life for me is worth living. Yeah. Um how do you decide, decide when it's not? And if someone else has to make that decision, how do you, how do they decide? Like how, yeah. much, how much joy is enough joy in your life? <laughs> but I think as Fahad was saying, for the people who are doing the assisting, they're really just um, respecting the person's wishes that come to them. So no matter what situation they seem to be in, if the person's, although I do wonder like if somebody came to them that li literally there was no other issue in their life, like no, um, no illness issue or, 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 or paralysis issue. Like, let's say just a very depressed person came to them and said, I want you to help me. Yes. I think and that, no, yes, that, that they will do that in, in Canada. They're starting to allow mental illness to be one of the criteria. And, and I just don't. Yeah, that's strange. I, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would be very un uncomfortable doing that. I understand assisting somebody like Will Trainer in this movie because he, cannot accomplish it himself but he apparently has tried in the past well he tried yeah but um but is guess, his life worth, not worth living i guess a person who is claiming mental illness is the reason why they want to end their life and asking for assistance i guess they are hoping that the people who assist them will will make it happen in a much kinder way so that they don't suffer while it's happening because i mean a lot of suicides get um botched and uh, people end up you know in um, more pain or or medical trouble because of it and it's not a comfortable thing um and they just want to go quietly instead but <clears throat> well i wonder if there should be something similar to like gender reassignment where you have to go through therapy for x amount of time whatnot where here it's like you can't just go to somebody and say i'd like to schedule an assisted suicide next week <laughs> you, know, you have to go and then like how he did he had a six-month period and then would decide whether or not he still wants to go through with it. So that way it's not just because you had a tough day or a hard day or a hard week. Yeah. That, this is that, makes, me, that makes me think of the um, suicide boosts in Futurama. All right. <laughs> They're literally just sitting there. Sit so, so if you're having a bad day, just walk into one and end it. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe there's some kind of middle ground there of if you have this feeling, you have to go through some therapy to talk it out to see, is this really something that's, 
just in your head and you can overcome it? Is it something medically occurring that won't get better? Like there's, I think there has to be a lot of thought and discussion so that people don't abuse that system. And just because they had a hard day or a hard week, decide to go and do it. I mean, for mental illness, I mean, if it's got, if it's that bad, can't you just get on every drug imaginable from your doctor and just be so hopped up on it that, I mean, isn't that a better option than just ceasing to exist? But I think to some of them, that's the same. Being on all those drugs, they're not living a life. They're just a a carcass. Give it a try. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, exactly. I think you should exhaust all possibilities. Exhaust all options. (laughs) That's one of the difficult things that I find um, with this is that human beings, they don't like to make... Uh, enormous changes in their lives. So if somebody's living a certain, like in a certain situation and they're very unhappy about it, they'll turn to suicide. And I always think there were other options. Like if things were that bad, uh, you could just uh, pick up and leave, like quit your job, uh, never talk to your family again, you know, move across the country, just literally change every single thing about your life and then see, but but, you know, I, I do understand like some people who feel that way, the problem is not when they have made changes, they've realized the problem is not their life. The problem is actually them. So no matter where you go, you'll still be you. And that is what you hate. <laughs> it, that's like where the, where the seed of all of it comes from is your dissatisfaction with your own self. So of course you can't get away from it, but I think, you know, there are like more, there are other drastic things that you could do before you do the most drastic thing you could do. But a lot of people in this position, they don't do that unless the drastic thing is taking a lot of illicit drugs and, you know, you know, then suffering addiction problems because of it. Uh, But, you know, there are more drastic things than even that. But I think I I was thinking, I guess it's between the, the mentally ill person and the doctor who's going to do this with them. Obviously it's between them. But if I were like one of the, the, if I were the person's family member or friend, I would probably be very, very angry at the doctor who agreed to help them with this if if there were other options. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I wouldn't be so like his parents in the movie. I maybe maybe I wouldn't be so angry with the doctors who were going to help him because I understand that my son is quadriplegic and he's uh, prone to infection and he's in a lot of pain and his life is going to be very difficult and he doesn't enjoy it anymore. And I was, and I would be maybe be able to come to terms with that. But if it was just somebody who said, you know, I'm severely depressed and I don't want to live this life anymore. And a doctor helped them end it. I might be a little angry about that. Plus they're super rich and have the opportunity to try out a lot of different therapies yeah. and advanced medical trials. Yeah. Um, so and able to travel the world on a private jet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if I could have that, no, would, would it be worth? Would you, would you be a quadriplegic if you could be a billionaire? Don't jinx yourself by asking that question. No. Oh, don't jinx me by telling me I'm jinxing myself. <laughs> um, Takia, did you did you finish your your thoughts on the story? I think all of us have. I, I, I've actually. I, I, I someone did. Ruth hasn't gone I yet. I somewhat so. did. I mean, I okay. Yeah, I mean, I had some comments about like the act, acting, the actors, and all. We can just do that after. Yeah, we're gonna go on to that next. But yeah. I thought, Ruth, did you wanna go ahead? Yeah, um, I like the movie a lot. Um, I like how I love um, Amelia Clark's character a lot as Lou. Um, and then I kind of felt like too, like um, she's a real sweet person, and um, I kind of felt also that her boyfriend. Part of me, I mean, he was really nice, but part of me felt like he, in my opinion, I thought he was kind of selfish because, but also at the same time, she didn't start standing up for herself right away about as far as like how she felt about things. So I kind of wish she wasn't, I felt like she was more of a people pleaser than other things. Um, Although I do think she did want people to be just as happy as she is. So I felt like also with, uh, with Will, she was able to bring out a lot of good out of him, and then he was able to bring out good in her. Unfortunately, you know, it wasn't the happiest ending, but I do, but I do really enjoy it. I got, I got teary and I cried at the end and and all that stuff. But. I did too. <laughs> I, 
By the way, Amelia Clark is an ugly crier. She, I don't know what, something happens with her face when she cries. And I, was like, oh, <laughs> I know that. I know that. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's I like that. Awkward. It's like, and I'm like, oh, what is happening <laughs> to your face? I, I don't yeah, it's, I like the emotion. I like, I like act. I like actors when, when they display that raw emotion. This is me, though. I, I love. No, the that's not what I'm talking about. There is something weird and awkward about her face. When oh. she it, it almost looks like know, like it's not used to being in that shape. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, he wasn't programmed to cry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, did, I um. Yeah, I did feel bad for her boyfriend, though, too, especially at the birthday party. But at the same time, um, his family, to me, seems like they really loved Will, too. I mean, her family um, at the birthday party, like kind of how. Um, they have to be nice to him so he won't fire her. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I think his family, I think they're a little bit of a celebrity in that town, right? They live in that castle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. But can, well, can I, I ask they, they thought he was charming, too. Can I ask but, a question related to her family? Why in the world is she supporting them with these jobs? And it's like such a big crime that she she got laid off. The dad is out of work, I guess, as a mechanic. Why can't he get another job? Why can't he work at the bakery? <laughs> like, why is he is he is he literally just sitting at home and letting his daughter make money for the family? I mean, what is everyone else doing in that well, house? Both daughters, right? Because yeah. the one daughter was then going to leave to go to college and leave it all on. Lose. And bring her three-year-old that you, that I don't think we ever To saw. keep the kid there, I guess. I don't know. I felt like that was selfish on Lou, too, as far there as... Was like a, yeah, there was like a little kid there. He could have sold newspapers or something. Her mom could have catered, like, you know, or... Yeah, they could all be out having a job. I mean, what the hell? They just sitting at home hoping that... It reminded me of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. All the grandparents just lying in bed, not doing a damn thing. <laughs> Even though you find out halfway through the movie, they can get up and do stuff. I thought the mom, what, what did the mom do? I, I missed that somehow. Uh, Lou's mom. What I think she's just a, um, I think she's just a, I don't know. Housewife? Yeah. Homemaker. Yeah. No, sorry. Go get a job, mom. Your, your daughter. When you're in that, you're in that kind of school. dire situation where, you need that money. Everybody yeah. should. Everybody should you work. I agree. Force yeah. her to feel like she's the only hope for the family. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Very. Yeah. They put too. I felt like they had a lot of people just put too much pressure on her, and I feel like she was definitely taken advantage of. But um, she seemed to like her life because she said to uh, Will at the beginning, because when he was trying to say, "Go do this, go do that, go do this," she said, "I love my life." A doormat doesn't always know they're a doormat. Uh, she's a happy doormat. <laughs> <laughs> As and they say, ignorance those doormats bliss. you get at Aldi and it's got like a lot of flowers and smiley faces. <laughs> See, ignorance is bliss to a lot of people. If they don't know anything different and they're happy with what they are. It's true. I mean, why? That's true. Why think of that as something bad if they are happy and they are satisfied? Yeah, there could be true. more to it I than what that. they're doing, but happiness is important regard like look that at him a, he has all the money to do all this stuff but he's not happy that was yeah. a point of this movie though true the movie the a message of this movie though was she should get out and do things she was living too small of a life that he kept telling her that the whole time and then she went and did it at the end so the movie is telling you she shouldn't have lived such a small life and let people like but what if, if she's happy i don't like that that's <laughs> me i mean either way she ended up happy just on one end, she was happy. The other end, she was happy, but also sad because the love but of her life. Died. How did she get to Paris in the end? They just, she just. He left her a little bit of money. Oh, so. that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, how much is just a little? Because I think you he know. a lot. <laughs> he should help her whole family out. So she's not, I think. I agree. Of, yeah. Well, he, well, at least um, he did. Uh, his well of course his family should have been out looking for jobs sooner but he was it was nice how he was looking after her dad to get a job um but yeah they should have been out there more to looking um in the first place yeah and her sister shouldn't be out there gallivanting with the doctor no oh wait <laughs> well, wait what was that about oh i was kidding her sister played Clara on Doctor Who. Oh, right. Oh, I, yeah, that was very weird. He is so cute. I just thought that lady, that, uh, what's her name? Jenna Coleman. 
She was um, most recently um, on a couple episodes of Constantine. Uh, no, no, not Constantine. She played Constantine in a couple episodes of The Sandman on Netflix. She looked so familiar. She's popped up in a few things, but um, I, I want. When was she on Doctor Who, Fahad? Because this was I mean, what 2016. Was it like it was Matt that? Smith's last season and Capaldi's like first two seasons, right? So would this have been before she joined that show? Before she joined which show? Oh, Me Before You. Uh, um, no, would it have been before she joined Doctor Who? Right. Was Me Before You? Is your question was Me Before You before Doctor Who? Yes, that is a wonderful <laughs> Say that five times fast. Me before, me before who, before Doctor, me before you, before Doctor Who. Do you think it was rude that she went into his computer? Yes. Started looking at stuff? Yes. If it's sitting there, no, I'm kidding. And why did she not look <laughs> getting him some assistive technology so he could have used that computer? Because there's so much technology available for people with disabilities yeah they have you know books that will scroll because they can see your eyes your eyes yeah so you don't even have to touch ruth can i talk about actors of course go for it sorry just to answer eric's question um about jenna coleman jenna louise coleman it looks like she might have been on doctor who before this movie Okay, I figured it was probably around the same time. It seems like she maybe got into this, you know, with Sam Claflin and Amelia Clark, which is kind of a big deal because she was sort of on the radar of, of people at the time. Yeah, about a year and a half to two years before this movie. Oh, one more thing I was going to mention too uh, before you, I also thought, so um, as far as like when she was getting to know Will, she would, they would tell each other stories and stuff like that. And um I felt like his character, well, women, we love it when people listen and remember things. And he really remembered the, the, how much um, she loved those tights, the mobile V tights and how um, I felt like how thoughtful that was as opposed to her boyfriend. I, I don't know. I just feel well, like he, he had the money to be able to hunt it down and get it. Her boyfriend didn't. And we don't know if she ever told that story to her boyfriend. Also, he knew like one story about her, <laughs> the tights. <laughs> I don't she know. was in I don't know. I like Matthew Lewis. <laughs> okay. But Ruth, Ruth, I will say um, when I watched it, when I was watching it and he gave her the tights, I was like, that is really thoughtful of him. I thought and it was really I thought it was very nice as well. Um, but afterwards I was then thinking, well, he also had the means to hunt it down and find it. Um, so he had a leg up there. And also I felt like if he knew that her boyfriend- Oh, Fahad, had, word choice. <laughs> what did I say? He had a leg up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, he I did don't not, body in part. fact, have a leg up. <laughs> yeah. So um, that aside, uh, what I was say- going to say is um, he should have known going into a birthday party with her boyfriend actually there that he should be careful with what gift he gives that could okay. show up the boyfriend. I know he was probably doing it on purpose, but he I was frankly was rude to Patrick as they as he left too, and I was. didn't think it was called for. It was a little bit harsh. He said, "Yeah, he said something that was something about a bath." She gives oh, very good. Oh yeah. yeah, about the bath. That I was. wanted to comment on that. I was going to say, yeah, it's, in, it's interesting. He had a as time had gone on, you know, he, he developed kind of a more, but I guess a nicer, softer side. But then his his uh, what you call it, jackass side <laughs> came out right then so the kind of the old him came out right then Did you guys think about it as an old him yeah pre pre paralyzed yeah so i wanted them to talk more about how awful the girlfriend was because didn't her godmother strike up a conversation with um lou about how awful like they both were but then you never figure you never hear like the awful story i don't know she's like yeah, she says, only... I, I dislike them my whole life. It's like, okay. Her god, her goddaughter. She's like, I hate the her. godmother, the drunk lady. By the yeah. way, that was the highlight of the entire movie for me because that is Joanna Lumley. And she's one of my favorite people in the entire universe. And uh, she just so... her showing up, just being her perfect self, just absolute perfection. Chef's Where... And Where how did she, was not, she in? not know that they were she was drinking absolutely alcohol? Fabulous. What was she <laughs> in? Is there alcohol in this? <laughs> Absolutely fabulous, Takia. She's most famous for that, but she's been a lot of the stuff. Um, we'll get to it when we talk about acting, because this was like a who's who of British. 
talent because there well, were. Well, oh, I was going to say we have we have two Game of Thrones people. Oh wait, before we get into that though, I just had a funny story about jo- what was her name, Joanna Lumley? Lumley? Joanna Lumley. Yeah, because you were you brought it up, so I just wanted to say the funny story about it was okay. while watching that scene because for certain reasons my copy of the movie was a little blurry. I was like, oh, I will. I'm going to recast her with that lady from Absolutely Fabulous. Because uh, I, uh, I was like, she's acting just like that lady from Spice World who, you uh, know, not like whatever, not Spice from, but absolutely fabulous. And I was like, she is acting just like her. And um, yeah, and then I looked it up on IMDb to find the character's name. And I was like, oh, it is her from Absolutely Fabulous. So I can't do that. <laughs> it was the other uh, character from Absolutely Fabulous. Spice was World. Spice World. <laughs> yeah. The Manta Ray woman. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, I love matchways. These are his uh, So as I was saying, we have two Game of Thrones people. Did you guys catch them? Yes. Yes. Uh, we Who have was the other one. Charles Dance, the father. Of yeah. The, the well, um, what else was he in, by the way? I feel like I've seen him somewhere else besides Underworld. that. Underworld. Huh? The Underworld movies. Yes, he was also in Last Ooh. Action Hero back in the 90s. It's around. Wait, what was that tape? Was he the dude, the, the head vampire with, with the crazy looking blue ice blue eyes he, he wasn't victor or whatever that that was um, bill nye bill nye, nye but he bill was nye. i think like the main main vampire over there. oh that's where i've seen him that, okay i didn't mean to interrupt you there, but i just i just was i love this i love the um underworld movies and that's a really cool thing to know so go ahead uh yeah so we have two game of thrones we have one harry potter we have one hunger games yeah and we have one divergent series and just the people that I saw. Who's, who's that Divergent, by the way? Uh, her mother is from the Divergent series. And Sex Ed. Is she? Oh, is she the best friend? No, oh, no, no. Uh, no, she's um, uh, yeah, uh, hot guys, mom. Gay bullies, gay bullies, mother. Yes. <laughs> okay, I knew I knew her face. Yes. Divergent. So. <laughs> yes. Okay. But anyway, that's a lot of British, like, giant friends. That's not even, there's also uh, the guy who played the dad, he's from Downton Abbey. Oh, I think I might have seen him on a poster. Yeah, I mean, I I never watched him. I think I'm going to see his face. And the girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend who got married to the best friend was from Mission Impossible movie and uh, Fast and the Furious. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm being so loud. But yes, I I saw Mission Impossible. I I was, my brain was... I was whacking my brain as where I'd seen her face. So thank you. Uh, for that. I don't know her from Mission Impossible, but a couple of years ago, she was in a movie called Pieces of a Woman where she got Oscar nominated. So after oh. this, she she got something. I haven't seen her really since. So I'm surprised that movie didn't give her more clout, but I saw that movie in it and she was very good in it. So uh, this movie, she's not so great <laughs> because uh, not meant to like her and they don't really give her much to work with in the first place. Yeah. So. She's pretty great in Mission Impossible. I know you didn't have to see that, but it, it was, that's, yeah, I liked her. She's a pretty good, pretty good actress. So. so, yeah, I mean, in general, the, the acting, of course, was just fine all around. Everyone's great. Uh, yes. But Amelia Clark, especially, very charming. And she, there were a couple things that she did um, where I thought, oh, she's very impressive. Uh, one of them was... Uh, the one that stands out is where she is telling him, like, uh, she's basically telling him what she thinks about the kind of women who come from his circles. Oh, uh, yes. And she does that in, in the middle of it. She pinches her face and says, and then they start talking in this pinched face. And just the way she did it was just so, per- what a spot on, perfect, like, caricature impression of this uh-huh. woman she's describing. It was very, I thought it was like, oh, that skill. She's got, she's got some chops there uh, pulling that off. So I thought that was pretty wonderful. Uh, I will say that there was this one moment, I'm surprised nobody called it out, but in the very beginning when she first meets Will Trainer, do you remember that sort of face that he does? Yeah. Oh, yes. Like he was trying to indicate like he was like uh, oh, yeah. really special needs. Like, he pretends you know, like, to be a much more challenge. Yeah, challenge. Like, oh, it's so, 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 so cringe. Yeah. It's, it, they made it better because later uh, they make a comments and, I, and, a, and, it, and it makes it clear that he was doing a reference to my left foot. I don't know if Uh-oh. you know that movie, but it's oh, about somebody I, yeah. Who's, yeah, who's paralyzed uh, uh, everywhere except his left foot. And so he does everything with his left foot, including paint beautifully. And that movie was Oscar nominated. It was uh, oh. Daniel Day-Lewis played the, the mm-hmm. um, man. paralyzed man. But uh, so w- once they said that, I was like, oh, okay, okay. He was sort of making a joke that he probably came in and expected to see Daniel Day-Lewis, my left foot. 
but it still is a little cringe. It's like, I don't know. If I were an actor, I'd say, I don't, I don't really want to do yeah. that. <laughs> but yet I understood it because it, it worked for me for the movie because he was trying to call, he was, he was already this kind of cold, distant, you know, or in a dark place person. Like, and, he, and he was he embarrassed. Just, it, it just well, yeah. make him likable. <laughs> no, I mean, that's the point. That he didn't want to be likable. That was the point. He wanted to like, be intimidating yeah. and be like, you know, stay the F away from me. I'm not, you know, I'm not here. Someone else is trying to work with me and trying to make me happy and cheerful. I'm not having yeah. it. So I'm going to, that's how I saw it. I thought it worked for the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, basically, that's how I feel about the actors. But of course, Matthew Lewis, uh, this is like the most I've seen him be like a regular person. I think I've only seen him in Harry Potter. Being that little dork, but uh, and you can still see a little bit of the little dork <laughs> the way he talks sometimes. But um, he's well fit, as the British like to say. Um, I liked his little running outfits, so I thought he was pretty, pretty adorable throughout. He's uh, come a long way from that little chubby kid he was. I mean, that's amazing. I still can't get over that how how far he's come, like I guess health wise and stuff, and you know. So yeah, well, maybe he, he just never... grew into his body. Yeah, that's true. True, true. Because especially if you look at like the last Harry Potter movie, he had lost a lot of like the baby weight, the you know, that he had in the earlier movies. And they also made him wear prosthetic teeth and stuff. So he looked dopier. That's right. That's right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. That's it for me on the acting. Okay. Um, All right. How about Takia? I definitely... Like Amelia Clark's character, like like Eric was saying, she so she seems very versatile. I would be interested to see how she plays a villain or something else in other roles. Well, she did she play a villain in um uh what's it called Game of Thrones or something? Uh, no spoilers. <laughs> I mean, I don't even watch. It. I mean, it's, it's so many seasons. I might watch it. I'm like, okay. We have, we have listeners who might watch it eventually. Gotcha. So she comes out to me as, as very versatile. I, I loved her quirkiness. She she played quirky, little tiny bit of sexy. When, in a goofy way I I think she's my favorite in terms of her the acting yeah and then um there's one other person that is uh Janet Mateer she was a mom she's in Ozark plays a huge role in o- Ozark oh I was gonna ask if you noticed that because yes I saw that uh, in the her IMDb too and I know yeah she kicks she kicks ass nuggets in that movie in that show so I'm just saying she's yeah she, she's 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 a real deal she's really good yeah so like all you guys were saying i love the acting it was yeah made it really good even um sam claflin's character plays. he played he he played the, the dark paralyzed let's say dark you know in the, you know how he was started out did it really well so yeah any more thoughts you Fahad or Shelley? i think that you all covered pretty much what i thought about all of the actors yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to bring it back to what I said, I think, at the end of last week's episode, that I'm excited. I was excited to see Amelia Clark play a different kind of character than what I've seen her as in Game of Thrones, in um, the Terminator movie that she was in. I think those were the two main ones, right? <laughs> I can't Whoa, yeah. Re- rewind the tape. What Terminator? Which one was she in? In the Terminator, Terminator where they tried to reboot it in a way, she was Sarah Connor where um, he goes into the past and takes them into an alternate reality path. Like he changes the past and it goes down a different route. And Which she plays- movie? It was a Salvation or was it? Oh, Genesis? Wow. Genesis. Ironically, that movie also- uh, I don't remember her. Smith, who is yeah. one of the doctors. Oh, and nice. did he meet Jenna Col- Coleman? Yeah, he was. A, that was his last season was her first. So he met Jenna Coleman, who then played her <laughs> sister in- me before you yeah, the British actors all work with each other and it's a very yeah. small island <laughs> yeah that is true um uh, I, I did have a couple things on just the the filmmaking mo- of the movie in general just two things one was I was actually very impressed with the um the clever way they did a time segue at the end where they had the leaf fall and then it turned so with is so much more interesting than having it say like six weeks later on screen or something, you know, like, uh, or a montage of, of crap. I was like, that was very beautiful. Um, just to see that leaf fall and, and you can, and, and just with that simple image, you completely understand what's happening. Some time is passing, you know, it's an, it's a new season. Um, so things have settled. I thought that was really beautiful. Uh, and then the, um, in the scene where she shapes him, I was like, this is a very weird scene. It almost seemed like the shaving was erotic 
like the way they both, the look on both of their faces, just, I don't know, it wasn't a shaving look. It was something else, but it also struck me as a very beauty and the beast moment where he's the beast becoming the beauty. And she's finally seeing the prince underneath as if he wasn't handsome with the beard, which he obviously was. Yeah. Uh, but as she's shaving it off, she's like, oh, what? There's an attractive man under here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, there is, duh. <laughs> And I also love how very obviously he had already been shaved underneath and it was just <laughs> the shaving cream she's shaving off with no real blade. But it's <laughs> a filmmaking note there. <laughs> yeah. Movie magic. <laughs> Back to you, Miss Williams. Um, if you're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I wanted to mention that too. I love how versatile she is um, as well because going from a character that she is um, a very strong and in, in a different way character in Game of Thrones to this other kind of completely different kind of character. I just love how shows how um, you can't just specifically put her in one category for that type of acting. Um, very charming. Yeah, the filmmaking, the location with the castle and everything. I just thought the whole area was beautiful. Fun and fact: I, It was filmed on Guernsey. Yeah. Oh, oh. kidding, kidding, kidding. <laughs> Oh, it's like what? I was like, what? Huh? Oh, like, really? really tying it to all of her movies. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay. Did anybody else had any have any thoughts about uh, the filmmaking? I don't think so. I think we've covered it. Okay. We've covered this movie. Is it time to move on then, everyone? It's yeah. Time to move on. Okay. It's that time again for we close each episode with the recast game where we each play casting director and choose a different actor from any era living or dead to portray a character in the film instead first up is takia so i chose to cast uh lou you know i didn't think her or a will needed recast. I thought they would be brilliant, but I had someone popped my mind for Lou. So I was like, okay, I'll just I'll do use her for recasting. Uh, Lily James, because I saw her in Baby Driver, and um, I know she was in Mamma Mia. I didn't see Mamma Mia too, but I know she was in that. And she's in Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies, and a million other films. Did anyone know Lily James? I'm assuming. Yep. Uh, yeah. she was in Guernsey. And oh, that's I'm in the Guernsey. All know her from that. Yes. And Cinderella and Downton Abbey. Yes. So you want to turn this movie into Guernsey. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, Everybody wants this to be Guernsey now. So I, I felt she had she had kind of a, a kind of a, a pretty little quirk about her. So that's why I put that in with with um Amelia Clark's yeah. quirk, quirk type thing. I don't know if everybody sees that, but it was something yeah. about her. Yeah, yeah she's got she pulled it off totally. Yes. They've got that cute, sweet, yeah, quirky side. Mm -hmm. too. Cool. Okay. Um, Eric. Okay. So uh, I mentioned earlier when we were talking about acting, about all these different giant franchises the, that have actors that are in this movie. So in order to sort of fill that out a little more, I thought that I would recast her sister uh, and also her father. So her sister, I would have Natalie Dormer play her because I liked Jenna Coleman in this, but I don't know, something didn't fit right. And I thought, oh, Natalie Dormer might play this. She makes more sense in the character for me. And for her father, Timothy Spall, who played um, Wormtail in Harry Potter. Oh. So of course, Natalie Dormer is another Hunger Games and Timothy Spall would be another Harry Potter person. Eric, Natalie Dormer is also Game of Thrones. Oh my gosh, she is. I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> Marjorie Tyrell or something like that? Mar yeah, I think so. House of Flat. No, I don't know. I forget what it's called. <laughs> I think yeah. <laughs> because of course she was Hunger Games. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yep. That's mine. Okay. Shelly. I also thought of recasting her father and I am going to go with another huge British star actor, comedian, Ricky Gervais, who oh. I love. He's a great, have you, any of you all seen Afterlife? No. You want to watch a very sad show that will just make you cry. No. <laughs> watch it. <laughs> but he's amazing in it. I love him. He wrote it. He's written lots of things. I it love sounds him. like it's up, it's up Ruth Sally. <laughs> I think Ruth might like the, the, the movies that make you want to cry. <laughs> uh, it depends on to a, to a degree. I don't want to be completely, completely depressed, but 
also with um i feel like i'm an empathetic person too so something that can really you know you can really feel how they're feeling too i just kind of kind of the like the emotion there too um and i'm a i like chick flicks and romantic stuff romantic well this is not that so you might not like it but (laughs) well i guess um but yeah no it doesn't have to be but that would be something definitely to check out um okay uh fahad hey um i recast will's mom with emma thompson i love her and i think that she could maybe bring a little like levity to it like with her little quirky like expressions or like if something were to happen that kind of threw her off like you know when the mother saw him outside with Lou for the first time like in the grounds like I think to see maybe a little bit of a comedic take to her reaction would have been kind of fun just every now and then but I think Emma Thompson could pull pull that off sure I agree that's my recast I like it okay and then mine um so I guess y'all I was thinking as far as for um for Lou, y'all kept on talking about Doctor Who. For some reason, it popped in my mind to think of Billy Piper. <laughs> oh yeah, I would have loved that. Definitely. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> I said because we want to. <laughs> Everyone should watch "I Hate Susie" on uh, HBO. I know some of you. Interesting show. It's very good, and she's incredible in it. <laughs> All right okay so for our next part um now it's time to break the movie um and just hit a thumbs up when you're when you're ready to go okay so i'm gonna count down to zero and on the row of zero hit enter three two one zero oh my mine didn't work (laughs) (laughs) i think did i hit shift i don't know i'm sorry yeah i didn't get yours it's ridiculous Oh wow, Takia. Hey, Takia. Oh, why am I thumb still up? Jesus. Somewhere <laughs> the spice girls are all shaking their heads still. Oh <laughs> I like the movie. I, 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 oh gosh. I thought it was really I like how different it was. I liked it too. <laughs> um, so Shelly, can you read to me? All right, Fahad 3.5, Ruth 4, me 3. Eric, 3.25, and Takia, 4.5. Wow. Um, so this movie got an average of... Boom, 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 average! Uh, 3.65. <laughs> yeah! I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great one. 3.65. That's good. It's good. Yeah, very good. Yeah. 3.6. That seems suspiciously good, but all right. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> I gave an extra quarter just for Joanna Lumley. She got she got a whole quarter start to this quarter. Yay! I'll take it. Okay, so what's up next? All right. So last cycle, my first movie was Captain Fantastic. And all right, so bear with me. This movie relates to that movie. And also has a bit of a Thanksgiving theme, not theme necessarily, but maybe a nod, a nod to Thanksgiving. We'll we'll say that. (laughs) So my first movie was Captain Fantastic, which was about a family, right? Who was on a journey to to complete um, what what were they doing? Um, The mother's funeral, right? Right. So this movie, for your consideration, who has seen it? It's a movie about a movie being made in which a family comes together for Thanksgiving. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Was anyone seen it? For your consideration. Oh, I thought you were giving it us for consideration. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is this Um, for guest? Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. I actually haven't seen this one. Oh, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I really thought you were just like, it's for your consideration. No, it's about this movie that is for the consideration of an Oscar. Oh my goodness. Oh, okay. yeah, I've, never, I've never seen this. Wow. I'm super, super excited. And it also has, of course, one of my favorite things about Christopher Guest is he does what? Ryan Murphy. Yep. 
does by having the same actors in his movies, but they play different roles. Okay, um, well, I'm so happy to finally see this. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah, I just recently watched Best in Show for the first time. It's one oh, of my really? favorites. Did you so enjoy much. it? I really enjoyed it, yeah. Okay. What is the other one? Best in Show for your consideration? Waiting for Gossman, uh-huh. A Mighty Wind. There's several of them. All right. Cool. cool. I declare this episode of Old Fogies and Films concluded. Thanks for joining us. You can find us on Facebook and find our list on Letterboxd. Don't forget to leave a comment or a review. Everybody say bye. 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 find us on facebook are you okay what happened <laughs> facebook <laughs> i thought you said facebook fine i didn't hear it i, I too i heard facebook <laughs> <laughs> it's okay ruth it's late <laughs> <laughs>